This is Dream Chasers, episode 38, with Bailey Richard. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we interview individuals with supernatural amounts of potential based on early success in their careers. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, and today I'm joined by Bailey Richard. Bailey is a business coach for Infopreneurs. She's originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, went to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy, New York, and she now lives in the Glenshaw District of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We'll let her talk about this in a little bit, but she doesn't plan on being there for long. So mm-hmm. if you, if you want to catch her, you got to catch her while she's hot. Bailey, thanks for being on the show. And do you have any opening remarks for our listeners? Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Like you mentioned, I'm a business coach for infopreneurs. An infopreneur is someone who creates and sells info products online, books, online courses, coaching services, even public speaking. And it's been an absolute pleasure to do this for the past several years. Perfect. How did you, or I should say this first, Bailey, how long have you been an infopreneur? I've been an infopreneur for lots of years. Let's see, six, seven, eight, nine more. <laughs> and, um, but I've been coaching infopreneurs since about 2015. So before I got into the coaching space, I owned an infopreneur business in the travel industry. Don't think travel blogger, Instagram person like that. It was more about doing eBooks, online courses, and public speaking to a lot of college students about traveling abroad for the first time. And uh, I was talking about visas and passports and kind of things like that. Because that's really what infopreneurs are for the most part is we take our own life experience, knowledge, passions, things that we are experts in from having done them in our own lives. And we share that knowledge with other people. So I'm an avid traveler and I've been all over the world, lots of different places. So that was one of the first ways that I started expressing my knowledge and passion with other people. Then a couple years into that, I started saying to myself, well, I really want to do something a little different. I want to start sharing my knowledge about how to succeed with info products and services online as a business coach. And that spawned out of the fact that so many people were asking me for advice. I had originally friends and family, but then acquaintances and even strangers reaching out to me asking about how I self-published my own books or how I did my own courses. And so that's when I decided that I needed to pursue that. So I started doing a little bit of coaching stuff on the side, eventually grew it more and more. And that's what I do full time today. Nice. And I should say that Bailey does a fantastic job at at what she does simply because I was actually looking into uh, the industry that she's in for some tips, trips, and hacks. And her name was the first one to come up in the Google search. So she's got her SEO optimized. I got to let you guys know that. (laughs) Thank you. All right, Bailey. So we're going to step into the next level chamber now. When did you realize this was something you wanted to take to the next level? So I think like a lot of people, especially Americans, we kind of grew up with the American dream. That's what we call it. But I think a lot of people all over the world can relate to this concept of, you know, our parents instilling in us that there's a way that we're supposed to live our lives or society instilling in us that we're supposed to graduate from high school, do really well, go to college, university, get a job. And I was very inclined academically. So I started pursuing that path for a long time. I was high school valedictorian. I went to school for engineering. I eventually wound up in California working a nine to five doing environmental 
environmental consulting, but it only took me a couple of years into that job to realize that I was pretty unhappy and I didn't uh, have the life that I really wanted. When I started to think about the things that I did desire, it was more travel, uh, more time to dedicate to my philanthropic work, to be closer to my family, more freedom, more lifestyle freedom, and admittedly a little bit more money. That would have been nice. So I started realizing that um, the only way I was going to be able to accomplish all these things was to work for myself or to figure out a way to make my own income, which I saw as owning my own business. And that's when I started into the world of online business and infopreneurship. Though at the time, I didn't know that's what it was called. I had some really simplistic thoughts in my head like, oh, I'll just start by writing a book and, and then, oh, I should turn this into a video course and I guess I'll do some public speaking. And, and that's how it kind of developed. And then I started to realize that I was not the only person who did things like this and uh, infopreneurship kind of came to be. Yeah. And it seems like you've really, since you've had that realization, you've taken off to the races with it and have really maximized every outlet that you can with what you're doing, including recently you were just at Russell Brunson's conference. And I know you just told me the name of it right before our call. And I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Where were you speaking? And can you tell us about that event? Sure. It was called Funnel Hacking Live. ClickFunnels is a software that helps you to create sales and marketing funnels. And I use it to run my entire business. It's amazing. And the CEO, Russell Brunson, is fantastic. And he hosts a yearly event for ClickFunnels called Funnel Hacking Live. So I had the fortunate opportunity to speak at the conference last week in Nashville, Tennessee about virtual summits. Cool. And now that you say it, that, that was actually the real way that we connected was virtual summits because that was something that I, that's what it was that I was looking into. That's what I was researching. And so in regards to virtual summits, you know, for anyone listening now, maybe they've never even had the idea run through their head. What, what would you say to someone who wants to do a virtual summit or maybe has never even thought of it, but it could be something good for them? Sure. A virtual summit is an online conference or online event where you as the host are going to bring together multiple peers and colleagues within your niche to deliver value-packed interviews to your combined audiences for free for a limited period of time. So it's a fantastic uh, traffic strategy for helping you grow your email list, grow your visibility, grow your authority. And virtual summits are how I was able to essentially take my coaching business when I got started in 2015 from zero to 100 very quickly. You can launch your own virtual summit in 90 days, which is the exact process that I teach how to launch a summit in 90 days. So um, for those of you out there who have thought about becoming an infopreneur or want to start some sort of personal brand as an expert in some field, but you feel like you don't have some of the assets that you need you don't have the email list, you don't have the exposure, the visibility, the authority, a virtual summit can be a fantastic way to get that quickly. Cool. Yeah, I definitely have, hopefully have some people reach out to you in regards to that. I think I even told you, you know, somewhere down the line here, I might reach out for my own virtual summit, get some Bailey Richard coaching. So mm -hmm. that's great. Uh, what is your why, Bailey? You know, why, why, I think you kind of shared it a little bit, you know, you wanted some more freedom, but is there a deeper why behind what you do? I, I mean, I think that my why is um, similar to a lot of people's. It's just I want to be able to live my life the way that I see fit and to allow my decisions to be unhindered by restrictions, especially monetary restrictions, but other restrictions as well. You know, I just didn't want to live the cubicle lifestyle. Um, I'm not married and I don't have children. I do have a niece, um, but before she came around, she's only two years old now, um, before she came around, it, it wasn't necessarily a motivation that, that some moms and dads might have like, oh, I want to, you know, live a better life for my kids or something like that. For me, it was just, well, 
I'm kind of alone in this world, but I just know that the life that I'm living isn't the life that I feel I could have. And, and I'm not living up to my full potential, having to sit in a cubicle every single day and live my life that way. That was originally part of the motivation. And so now that a couple of years have passed, um, that motivation continues because I do enjoy that lifestyle freedom. And I want to share the pathway to lifestyle freedom as a coach with other people that are seeking the same thing. But now I do have my little niece who is wonderful. And I do think a lot more now about leaving a better you know, lifestyle for her behind and what I can do to make her life easier as she grows up and things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Based on the freedom that you've kind of been able to create for yourself, I know you like to travel. Can you tell us a little bit about the the work and travel experience? So maybe some other countries or some other places that you've been where you've kind of been like, wow, I'm here and I'm doing this at the same time. This is great. It's only been recently, you know, within the past several years that I've started my business that I've had this opportunity to work and travel at the same time, which is not as easy as everybody makes it sound, but it is as wonderful, if that makes any sense. <laughs> um, there are challenges, but there are those moments when, you know, you're sitting in a coffee shop in Buenos Aires somewhere having, you know, a drink and working on your, you know, next book and you're like, yeah, my life is pretty awesome right now. <laughs> But before that, I, I got really interested in travel because um, I grew up in a pretty small town and I think I just always had a desire to see the world. I had an uh, ability when I was in high school, don't laugh, but I had the ability to go to space camp and it was amazing. And when I was there, I met a whole bunch of Australians, um, Australian citizens that had flown to the United States that were there for space camp also. And I was like in 10th grade or something or 11th grade and it was one of the coolest experiences. And I was like, I have this strong desire to go see the rest of the world and meet other cool people. So I studied abroad twice when I was in college. I've done a bunch of volunteer work abroad, lots of vacations abroad, lots of different trips and stuff. And um, it's been awesome. So when I had to go from doing all of that stuff to then like being in a cubicle for like years at a time as an engineer, I was like, wow, this is not what I want to do with my life. I'm not having any fun at all. Um, I do try to make travel a priority in my life. It sometimes is difficult as a business owner. You know, um, we all see those pictures like, oh, somebody with a laptop on a beach, which is absurd. Nobody ever takes a laptop on a beach. There's too much sun. There's too much sand. Nobody ever does that. Usually it's um, co-working spaces, coffee shops, airports even. So there can be some challenges, but it is still definitely worth it because even for all of the challenges, last year I was able to go to Cuba. I was able to go to Buenos Aires. I was recently able to go see the New Year's Eve fireworks in London. I went to see the Christmas markets last year in Germany, all while still earning income and running my business. And, you know, nobody, nobody directs my life. I direct my life. You know, I get to decide, you know, where I go and when I go. And um, that to me is just, uh, it's priceless. Yeah, absolutely priceless. And then along with that travel experience that we're talking about, I'm a firm believer in seeing the world, traveling the world, but I also think it's a huge learning experience for whoever the individual is that gets to go and see these different places and kind of almost lit. I mean, if you're working there, in a sense, you're kind of living there. So oh, you definitely are. It's different whenever you take a vacation somewhere or you work somewhere. Because when you take a vacation, you go for like a week and you're not working and you're usually, I don't know, staying at a resort, you're spending a lot of money on massages or something. But that's <laughs> not the lifestyle you live when you travel and work abroad. It's different. Um, you, you know, there's visas you have to get and things you have to do. And, um, you know, usually you don't stay for a week. You stay for like a month or two months or something like that. Mm. And you do become a part of the community. That's part of the value is that you don't stay at the resorts. You know, you stay at, you know, an apartment and you try to stay in the city center and you try to go to the local coffee shops and you try to meet locals and you try to do things. And um, so it is different, but it's better in my opinion. Completely. Yeah. Would you say 
it's kind of like another degree. Basically there's undergrad master's doctorate. And then there's the travel degree. How do you think, how do you think your travel degree, when you look back at it, you're like, wow, that is why I think this way now. Oh, absolutely. Of course. I mean, travel broadens the mind. It's There's some quote out there. I'll never get it right. I don't know if it's Mark Twain or whatever, but basically about how like it's impossible to go abroad and come home with the same small mindedness that you had before you left. You know, (laughs) it it just, you know, strips you of all these preconceived notions you had and you realize how much in common like every single human being has. We all just want the best for our planet, the best for our lives, the best for our children, the best for our families. And we make the best out of the circumstances that we're dealt in life. And once you're able to find those commonalities between your fellow human, even on the other side of the world everything seems a little bit smaller you know right yeah keep on preaching that's awesome Mm -hmm. now that we've talked about you know the the good things what would you say well we can talk about some more positives as well so uh some more positives about what you do and maybe the flexibility that you have with travel but then also maybe some downsides to being in the industry Sure. Well, I mean, I could go on about the positives forever and make you believe that my life is wonderful and I never have any struggles, right? Um, But that's definitely not the case, of course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to paint this rosy picture and pretend that everyone can start an online business tomorrow, put an ebook up on Amazon, and you'll have instant success and you can retire. You know, that's definitely not how it works at all. Mm -hmm. Um, In the beginning of your business, as you struggle to get that visibility and you struggle to make yourself known and you struggle to position yourself as an expert, you know, it it's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of work. And there's certain things you can do like summits and stuff like that, that will make it easier and get you faster results. But you are going to end up, you know, spending a lot more time in your business than some of the gurus out there may have told you, you know, and making you think that, you know, you could retire tomorrow. All you need is one online course. (laughs) It's not exactly that simple. But um, the good news is that if you do hire a coach and you are strategic about your decisions and the way that you pursue your business, The way I see it is, you know, grinding for a couple of years hard at the hustle to be able to live the rest of your life the way you want to, you know, versus spending the next 50 years in a cubicle being miserable. To me, it's an easy choice. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's definitely easier said than done. I think for some individuals as well, I, I resonate with you in the fact that I I do most of my work remotely. And so it is pretty nice. I don't know what it is. I think it's just like, it really comes down to the individual and as you mentioned, you know, having that desire and then on top of having that desire, following through with it. And mm-hmm. I don't know what the secret recipe is, but it's, it's <laughs> good to know that you, you figured it out and hopefully we're inspiring some people with this conversation. So Bailey, where do you see yourself uh, in the next three years? Well, I think that my business, baileyrichard.com, still has a significant amount of um, growth to do. So I still see myself doing this business and uh, dedicating my time to more course launches, more summits, you know, helping more clients and really spreading my message even further while still continuing to travel, at least in the next three years. That's not all that much time. You know, three years sounds like a lot, but the reality is it's going to go by quickly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I got three fun questions for you to close this one out. Looking forward to your answers here. And if you need a moment to think on it, again, no problem. Uh, The first one is what is your favorite color? Second one, your favorite childhood memory. And then your third one, your favorite traveling experience. So my favorite color is purple, but like that deep wine kind of purple, like has a little red in it, a little burgundy. It's hard to describe, but um, if you saw my possessions, you would see that I have a lot of clothes and my winter coat and my Kindle case and like a whole bunch of other things are in a similar color because it's my favorite. Okay. Um, My favorite childhood memory is difficult because there's so many good ones, but um, I grew up going to a summer camp called Ligonier Camp and Conference Center in Pennsylvania. I'm familiar. 
Yeah. And um, so I went to Ligonier as a child for like every single summer and I loved it so much. So I have so many good memories and some of my best friends, one of my best, best friends in the whole world, he and I were campers there. And then we actually um, ended up working at the camp, like as a teenager, you know, for um, a few years together. And he's one of my best friends. So that was awesome. And then my favorite travel um, memory, gosh, this is so hard because there's so many amazing (laughs) places that I've been to. Um, I loved my trip to Cambodia to see all of the temples. The people in Cambodia were so wonderful. The weather was warm. The food is so good. Mm. So I absolutely loved that. Cuba for my 30th birthday was incredible. Uh, Getting to see those fireworks in London was amazing. London's one of my most favorite places in the world. I studied abroad there when I was in college for six months. And I think I just, it was the first country. I mean, the UK, Britain was one of the first countries I ever visited abroad. And I think I just have this, you know, nostalgic feeling about it. So I could go on and on for hours and hours. You need to stop me. (laughs) Well, I guess I I would want to know a little bit more about London because I've done a decent amount of travel. I think I've probably been to somewhere between 12 to 15 countries, but I still have not been to the UK. I have not been to London yet. So if I go there, I mean, what's the cool thing to do? Oh man, my favorite place in all of London is the Camden Market. I used to live up in Camden. Camden is in the north side of London, north area. And it is this fun, funky kind of place um, (laughs) with stores that sell black high boots and people with mohawks and but it's getting it's getting even a little bit more popular and they have like really cool stuff there to buy and it's Camden Market's huge. I think it's called the Camden Electric. I think it's officially called the Camden Electric Market or something like that. But I love it so much. It's one of my favorite places. Um, when I was studying abroad, Camden's where my dorm was. So I lived up there as well. And it was just Gosh, that was one of my most fun places. So I went back there just recently and um, it's even better. It's exactly what I remember. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is when's your next trip back? So when is that now that you were just there? When's your next trip back? Well, I don't have a trip there planned now that I was just there last fall. So um, we'll have to see what happens, but I'm sure I'll get there soon. Now, unfortunately, they're going to be going through some struggles with Brexit. So I think it might be good to wait a little bit and see what happens with that. (laughs) Yeah, let the... uh, let The The dust settle. Yes. Thank you. Took the words right out of my mouth. Cool. All right, Bailey. Well, thank you for joining us. This has been a great conversation. Is there a best way or preferred way for anyone listening to get in touch with you? Sure. People can go check out my website at baileyrichard.com for any of my free content courses and things. Uh, You can email me at contact at baileyrichard.com. And I also have a free Facebook group called the Infopreneur Community. You're more than welcome to hop in there, tag me. I'd love to chat. Perfect. Thanks, Bailey. Thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, one more time. It's It's been a great chat. Really appreciate having you. Thanks so much. All right, guys, we'll catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level.